Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast. My guest spent seven years in the National Football League. Uh, he played with the Miami Dolphins, Tennessee Titans, the Jets, and also had a stint with the New Orleans Saints. I'm talking wide receiver, Rashad Matthews. Rashad, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Appreciate you having me. Uh, man, thanks for uh, being here and uh, thank you for being on the State of Saints podcast to, you know, to share your story. You know, I've been watching uh, some of the things that you're doing on social media, man. I mean, you're skateboarding, uh, you're knocking people out. You know? <laughs> and, so, uh, so I mean, what, what made you like, first off, what made you get into boxing, man? I see you in the ring. Um, you know, it's something that I used to use as training. You know, um, I tell everybody, man, if you're trying to get in shape, start boxing. You know, you learn your body, you learn you learn movements and things like that. But the, right. you know, those guys are in tip-top shape. It's tough. You know, it's a, it's a full-body exercise. Um, I've always been doing it. So those guys kind of, they got a guns-down, gloves-up movement. You know, I always right. wa- kind of watch the, the YouTube in the garage as I, as I work out. Right. And uh, they just so happen to be in Miami. And, um, you know, it's a guy, this uh, Mighty Mouse on uh, UFL. He just go. He travels around different hoods, and he he tries to he tries to find beef, and he tries to get the guys to put on gloves so it doesn't right. result in you know hope you know uh, you know it doesn't result to other nice things. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So and then they just so happy to be in Miami, and I just went down there, and you just show up and get on the card. So uh, that's what we did. Okay, man, that's dope, man. And also with skateboarding, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you skateboarded your whole life, or is it something that you got into? No, it's because uh, I'm a military brat. So military, you you get somewhere every every you know you're moving around all the time. You get right. caught two years, and you gotta go somewhere else. Your dad gets orders. You gotta go over here, go over there. And um, I've just been fortunate enough to run into different types of kids along the way and learn different types of things. You know, there's been areas where I've been the only you know black kid around, and there's been other areas you know, and in those areas I've been the only black kid. You gotta you know kind of fit in, and as you get it, you know, get it as you get it. So right. I learned. Skate, bike, rollerblade, do all those uh, things out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah, that's dope, man. I mean, seeing like, you know, you're spending your time, you know, in retirement, you, you know I mean, you're making the best of it. But yeah. man, let's, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, your time in the National Football League. Now, Rashad, like, there's a, man, for a person to get to the point that you got to, I mean, it had to be like something that, that transpired. And just, you know, over the course of your career, I just want to kind of just backtrack a tad bit before we talk about, your time with the New Orleans Saints. I understand it's the state of the Saints, but I want to uh, let everybody know and introduce you to a lot of people that may not uh, know your story. So let's go ahead and backtrack, man. I mean, let's let's start at the University of Nevada, all right? In 2012, you're a seven-round pick. You get drafted by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, take us to 2012, a young Rashard Matthews uh, getting that phone call from the Miami Dolphins. What was going through your mind at that time? Uh, it's crazy, man. You know, I, I was, uh, some things that happened. So I, I thought I was going to go a little earlier, you know, well, I was mm-hmm. told that. And, um, but you know, uh, so I, I don't know, it was just all, you know, feelings all over the place. And, you know, I had thought I had kind of accepted I wasn't going to get drafted. You know, you get to the seventh round, you're like, man, it's getting towards the end. You're like, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm getting a chip on my shoulder. Like, all right, cool. You know, cause I'm all about competing, you know, right. but there's competition. I go get it, you know? And, and, right. Um, so New England had called me. They said they're going to call me back. I figured they're going to bring me in as free agency. Seattle called me. They said they're going to bring me, they're, they're going to call me back. I thought they're going to get draft me. And then next, you know, the Dolphins called and, and they actually put the pick in. So 
you know, that's how that happened. And next, you know, I was, uh, I was going to Miami. So, yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, you know, uh, my road's been, you know, my story's long, man. Uh, she, we ain't got enough time for that story, but you know, my story's <laughs> all over the place. The, the fact that I even got the opportunity to go to the national football league and play and, you know, put myself in a position to, you know, uh, take care of my family is, is everything, you know, and, uh, you know, the Dolphins gave me that opportunity by giving me that phone call. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, I knew it had to be a dream come true, man. Something that you worked your entire life for. You know, you finally, you know, I mean, you're living a dream. You're in the National Football League and, and you're a part of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, how, how was your time there, man? Like, did you, you enjoy your time in Miami? I mean, what, what was the experience like? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I live here now. You know, that's where I live now. I met I met my wife my second year uh miami miami's miami you know what i'm saying you uh it, you can make the you can make the best of it or it, it can it can hurt or it can it can make you or break you you feel me so uh you know luckily i got my head together my second year and started you know uh you know going down the right path as far as you know transitioning and being ready you know not spending all my money and things like that right. but uh miami was fun um you know but you know in the league you come in there as a as a seventh rounder you know the reality of the league is what kind of struck me there you know it, that's where it kind of started you you kind of see the the political side of things and it, you know it's not really a the best kind of compete and play you feel me it's like yeah. guys kind of already have their favorites and things like that so that's at a young age I've always known but just to step into it and really see how it worked unfortunately you know so uh like I said being a seventh rounder you know it was it, it, it was rough you know it was rough you had to you had to get it where you can get it so yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, being a seven-round pick, I mean, there's, there's a lot of competition. Especially, I mean, there's nothing is really, you know, a guarantee, especially when you're, you know, going that late. But um, there, there was a report that said that uh, you missed a, a voluntary workout um, and you were unhappy uh, with your role on the team at the time. That was the reason why you missed it. Uh, is there any, like, uh, truth behind that? I mean, what, what exactly happened um, that, that led to you actually missing that voluntary workout? So – it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't I missed a voluntary workout. We we had drafted Devontae, and right. I went and cleaned out my locker that night, and mm-hmm. I said, I told him to release me. Because mm-hmm. I, I I feel, you know, if you know if you know me and the players I played with, you know, I'm going to keep it real. You know, like, I, everybody's moved on for their situations. Everybody's living their life, whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can keep it real. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I'm all about competition. You know, at the end right. of the day, if, if, if I was – I would uh, – Going into that year, I think we had Mike Wallace, Brian Hartline, and Jarvis. Right. And then I, I, I you know, so I'm talking myself into be the fourth. I, you know, I, I had a, a decent first year. I'm like, okay, cool. I've proven whatever. So, and then we draft Devontae. So then I'm like, damn, that automatically makes me the five. So right. I'm like, man, you got four guys that you're paying, and you got this guy that you're paying $300,000 to. Everybody else, you're paying millions of dollars. And then you just draft a first rounder, 14, 15 pick. Nothing against those guys, but what's the reality of my, myself getting a, a fair shot at playing unless I just go ball? You know what I'm saying? So I I, I, I I always bet on myself. So, you know, I'll take my chances. Hey, put me on the open market. You you can release me because a team will pick me up. I'm not a bad guy. I've never been in trouble off the field. I've never, you know, you know, I, I, set the, I, you know, I call myself a tone setter. Wherever I'm at, I show people, I show the young guys, I show everybody how to catch the ball, finish, all that stuff. I go do my job. You know what I'm saying? I show up, I compete, I block. I'm an all-around receiver, you know? Right. So that happened, and but they didn't want to release me. Um, uh, I think it was Coach Philman and them at that time. Mm-hmm. I forgot who was the GM. Um, but they didn't want to release me. You know, they knew, yeah. they knew if they released me, then whatever. So then 
it was a good and bad thing that I did that. It was a bad thing because when you do these things in the league, um, it, you get viewed as as you don't want to you don't want to compete. You're right. afraid of the competition, or uh, you know because they cemented this this um, this code that we got to live by in this mm-hmm. league that you know. If you don't live by it, then you're not, you, you know, you, you got to be either for the shield or you're either for the shield or you're against the shield. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if they mark that on your back, then, it, you know, sometimes, it's, it, you know, you have a rougher path. Right. So, um, and then and then you get viewed as, as you're not a team guy. When right. if you know me, I, I mean, you don't know me, but people who know me, I talk to the people that people don't talk to. I don't care about the higher ups. I talk to people who are cooking the food. I talk to people who are taking out the trash. I talk right. to everybody. You know what I'm saying? The, you right. know, everybody. I don't care about talking to no GM or or owners i don't care about them like that you know i care about the people that actually you know make make us go you know the people that most people just walk past on a daily basis they don't even they don't even nod head or, or you know give them a hello in the morning you know yeah. so um you give you that, that you know um but the good thing about doing that was i said i want open competition so yeah. it, it, it i put people on notice like saying like hey man sometimes when you have favorites you know, Devontae was coming in there. Like I said, Devontae's my boy. You know, he knows what's up. Right. But, you know, he was coming in there. They got to play him. Why are you going to get a first-rounder and not play him? You know, first-rounders, they don't got to do no special teams. They don't have right. to do nothing. They, they, you can go in there and drop the ball a whole bunch of times. You can go in there and be hurt, whatever. You're right. going to play because we just gave you $10 million. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, you ain't going to – we ain't going to release you. You know you know how it is. Right. So that happened. Okay. But then, um, luckily, I mean, it's crazy because we end up – Firing Joe Philbin and Coach Campbell. We had Coach Campbell at the time, which was right. tight, you know, and um, uh, for the Saints. And mm-hmm. he's all about competition. He doesn't care who you are, and he, they let us compete. You let me compete with the best out there. Then you know it is what it, you know. I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna make my point, and that's what happened. We competed. I ended up winning the starting role, and and then I ended up breaking my ribs, and then uh, no, yeah. that was yeah that yeah that was when that happened because I was my fourth year. I ended up breaking my ribs, mm-hmm. and then I ended the season winning the free agency. But yeah. I was leading the team. I was leading the team in receiving before that. So, yeah. I mean, you you talk about. It. I mean, we, um, you know, we got Devontae Parker in eighteen. You got Jarvis Landry. I mean, those are guys that were high draft picks, and I can understand how you you feel, man. Like kind of, you know, especially they they want those guys to play because I mean they invested so much in those guys. Exactly. Last question. Last question about Miami. Okay. Do you feel like what do you feel like your role was? Do you feel like you were? You should have been like in that top three rotation. You think you should have been, you know, around, you know, number five receiver. Like, what spot do you feel like you should have been in at that time? If, I mean, if we're just, if you can just judge based on the wide receiver room, where do you feel like you fit? Top, top three rotation. Every receiver room I've been in, I should have been top three rotation. Period. And then when I have done that, that's where you can see the you can see the numbers in my stats. So when mm-hmm. I am that, you can see my numbers there. And then when I'm not. It's different. You get what I'm saying? Right. So because it's all about opportunity as a receiver in the league, that's why people think, think receivers are divas. Well, you need a coordinator who likes you. You need a quarterback who likes you. You need you need a a coordinator who draws up the correct plays in there for you. And sometimes you need a head coach or or coaches in general who like you because they're in charge of who they put in during practice, who gets those plays that we're going to call throughout the week. You get what I'm saying? So, but – I'm not a. I'm not a. I've all. I've never been a. Uh, a yes. A yes master. No. No master type guy. You feel mm-hmm. me? And that. That's been my problem in the league. When I got to the league, I thought it was everybody. You compete. You play. You know. But when you get there, if you're not a yes master, no master type guy, keep everybody in check type guy, you get labeled as a problem. Kind of mm-hmm. like my boy Kaepernick. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Most rounded individual, but 
you, they could make or break you. It's a right. it's an organization. You get what I'm saying? That like if you if you for us or against us, you better pick because we if you're against us, you know we gonna make you against us. You know, right? And I I don't move. I don't move. Uh, how can you explain it? I'm different. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you build different. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I move my own path, and and I'm all about respect. You know, like I said, you know, like I said, I I, I treat people how I want to be treated, and mm-hmm. I look at like, okay, how are you treating the guy who's not gonna play? Okay, because that's showing me your real your real character. You know, not yeah. not just how you treating the superstars, how you right. treating the guys that's not gonna play. So therefore, that's always been my that's always been my uh, I guess the things that would get me kind of in trouble with people because then you know. It, they, you know, they show their real character towards me, and that's it. So I, I yeah. put my in kind of a, a bad scenario. You know, everything's on me. I, 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 I take full responsibility for everything I did. But um, so yeah, that's what happened in Miami, and then that's that's yeah. kind of what hurt me. They wanted to take me back, but they wanted me for a, lo- a cheaper price, and then Tennessee yeah. offered me a higher price, and yeah. I took it right away. Yeah, I mean, I've I seen those reports about you know they want them wanting to bring you back. I mean, uh, it looks like they, you know, understood that, you know, the role that you can play with the team, but you did decide to go to Tennessee and you had your your best number statistically, man, your first year with the Tennessee Titans, you had almost a thousand yards receiving, Uh, you know, and also in your second year, you know, you still, you know, had the the second most uh, receiving yards you had in your career. So what was the difference between being in Miami and being in Tennessee? I mean, that, that brought you to success. And it seemed like you were on an uptick. So what was the difference between the two? And what what was different about Tennessee? Uh, you get the opportunity. I was, uh, you know, um, they they paid me the money. So they gave me the opportunity. You get what I'm saying? And, yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to find the video you put. But when you was talking about uh, something about no more celebrations or touchdowns in my in my uh, my exit post, you're talking about where they at. Right. My stats speak for themselves now. You know, yeah. they, ain't, they ain't too many people who scored nine touchdowns that played in the league, you know, in, in one season. And given that season, if you look at that season, we just had signed Andre Johnson two weeks before. Right. And then they made him rotate with me. So right. I got nine touchdowns based off of rotating with Andre the first eight weeks of the season. Because right. every every scenario has been the same thing. I'm not a, I'm not a, a flashy guy. So right. I'm not going to catch a ball and break 50 yards full sprint. I don't look like I'm moving fast on film. But every time people guard me, they're like, man, you look way faster because I do everything smooth. I just know right. how to get open. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just know how to perfect my craft. And that's what I always did. And I always knew how to go crack safeties. I don't got a problem with it. I don't got a problem blocking in the run game. Certain things. I'm an all-around receiver. But right. uh, when I went to Tennessee, that was the, you know, I've always clicked with every quarterback I've had. I've always clicked with them. And, and me and Marcus clicked right away and uh, right. got the opportunity. And, shoot, I mean, you give me an opportunity when I played, you know, ain't no telling when I was going to score. So, right. I mean, it, it, like I said, your first two years, I mean, it was some of the best numbers that you put up in, in your NFL career. And then we, like, move on to, like, you know, year three and year four. And it seemed like there was some issues, man, about, you know, your production once again. And um, it, it folk, and the focus was offensive coordinator uh, Matt LaFleur, who is now the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And it seemed yep. like you and him were not on the same page. So what was going on with, with Matt LaFleur? Uh, so I mean, what was going on between you two? What I mean, what what was the what was the disconnect in your relationship? So um, I'm a bigger build receiver. I'm a big body receiver, but I I I can run all the routes and the route tree. I mean, obviously, you know, you might not put me into run no deep bomb every five seconds, you know, but right. I can run all the routes in the route tree, uh, mm-hmm. and I run them crisp and I and I, I can block. I'm a guy that you don't have to take out. You get what I'm saying? Like, and right. then the defense can't expect what's coming, you know. 
Yeah. Um, Matt LaFleur got there, and he likes what dudes look like in shorts running. Right. So I already had – mind you, I, I had led the team in receiving the first two years at Tennessee easily. Right. Easily, right? Mm-hmm. So the third year, you know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have to be battling no starting spot, correct? And, and I mean, that's just usually how it works. You know, with no young guys that haven't done anything yet. You know, mm-hmm. that haven't even gone a three-touchdown season yet. You know what I'm saying? So – now, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this though. So you feel like if because of the first two years that you were in Tennessee, you put up those numbers, you felt like you should have been in a different position that you didn't have to compete as much as you did. You felt like you already pretty much solidified yourself as being a top receiver on the team. Yes, yes. Okay. That's that's everywhere. That's everywhere. If Mike Thomas on the Saints, if he if he gets hurt and he doesn't do, uh, so I hurt my Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. I heard my Achilles and I couldn't do OTAs. So uh, Coach LaFleur never never uh, saw me play. But even in the scheme that he was putting me in, like I said, I'm not a flashy guy. I'm not, qu- you know what I'm saying? I'm not all those things that people like to see with dudes in shorts. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. you know, uh, that's, that's what happens a lot. Guys in, come in shorts to OTAs and they can mm-hmm. run routes, but then they get them pads on. It's right. a different ball game. You get what I'm saying? Right. And how right. are you? So uh, I heard my Achilles and I was just battling my Achilles. Then I messed up my, my knee. And I had to have knee surgery real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came back in time for the first game. And I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, I should be able to start, you know, the first game or whatever, you know, or if anything, put me in there. But I'm rotating, you know what I'm saying, like, a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm rotating yeah. a lot. I'm not, I can't even get my groove back because you rotate me so much, which right. is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second game happened. And, you know, I should be starting by the second game now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I didn't do anything to lose my – once again, I didn't do anything but – I had an injury, but I came back with my injury full force, and I had a new coach come in. That's what happened. Right. I had a new coach come in who we have Rashard Matthews. He ain't no big name. He ain't mm-hmm. no uh, superstar in the league, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been leading his team in receiving, but I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas that's not how it flies on other teams. Mm-hmm. You get me? But if you if you bring in somebody who gets to control stuff, then it, it flies like that. So I'm a big mm-hmm. three-strike guy. You give me three right. strikes, I don't care who you are, the, the owner – whatever, three strikes, that's a wrap, you know, where right. a lot of people don't move like that because uh, us as African-Americans in the league, we're placed in positions where we need this check, you know what I'm saying? Where else are you going to play a game uh, for, for this amount of money? You get what I'm saying? So yeah. at that point in my career, I've, I've, I've uh, made comfortable money to where I, I don't really have to follow. I would say I don't have to follow the rules, but I don't have to be that yes master, no master, you know, person you want me to be that all all these um, individuals at the top that are in ownership and, and coaches. That's why there's not a lot of, uh, in my opinion, that's why I think they, you know, they don't have a lot of black, co- you know, certain things that that's a different topic, you know, but uh, there's a reason why um, certain um, African-Americans aren't holding positions that they should be holding in the league because it's a, it's a business that's ran by uh, people that don't look like us, but that's here nor there. But I'm saying that, LaFleur came in there and the second game of the season, I, I was the same thing. I was rotating. They had, he had me put, they, they were putting me on little flat routes, like block and going to the flats over mm-hmm. and over where it was a buildup where even in the position rooms, um, the meeting rooms, he kept doing that. And I'm like, yo, I've even, I even went to his office and told him like, Hey man, I can do this stuff. And he yeah. told me, Oh, pull up the film from uh, doing it before. Because um, I said, hey, man, just watch the film, which you should have already done your homework before you got to this team. You know what I'm saying? And, and knowing that type of stuff. And, and then so when I say, hey, man, just watch the film, I can do all the routes that you're trying to tell me to do because he's trying to say I'm going to mess up timing with the quarterbacks and, 
and uh, what uh, based off of he doesn't think I move that fast. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like yeah. all the routes that you're putting in the 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 playbook. Mind you, these are one on one meetings we've had, and the, and the thing he's telling me in my face, yeah, but there's timing and routes and da da. But again, yeah. if you think that this Rashard Matthews isn't no top big league, you can talk to him however you want. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So, and I'm telling you, like, bro, all the routes that it's a copycat league. Everybody runs the same mm-hmm. routes. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Everybody runs yeah. the same routes. It's a copycat league. I'm telling you, I've scored. I just went nine touchdowns. You get what I'm saying? I just went. I just went nine touchdowns four, and I got hurt. I tore my hamstring in a couple of those weeks. That's why I only have four touchdowns, and with the same routes that you're calling. You know, mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? You know. So we get to we get to week two. I don't start. Whatever, cool. All right, fine. We get to week three. I don't start. Same thing. That was that was strike three. Then I I left, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, look. So, so before we uh, end this, uh, I guess this this battle between you and Matt Lafleur, can do you really believe that he just had some type of first personal vendetta against you? Uh, do you think that he was trying to use you as an example because uh, you were the leading receiver uh, two years uh, before he actually came? Do you feel like he was kind of like just trying to, you know, just use you to say that anybody is expendable, or do you just feel like, you know, he no, I don't just think personally like you? I don't think any of my situations are personal. They're all my mm-hmm. my my decisions, and uh, that's why you know I have a kid now. I, I you know I'm training him to to play. I have three kids, and I'm training you know them to do their thing. But mm-hmm. I was never uh, taught how to control those situations where mm-hmm. it comes to authority, like thinking like whatever. I was always just taught respect. If I mm-hmm. feel like I'm disrespected, and they can ask anybody that's played with me, if I feel like I'm disrespected, it's a wrap. I don't care who you are. So I feel like Coach LaFleur was disrespecting me by not starting me three games and, and Vrabel, not starting me three games or even mm-hmm. giving me the opportunity to go out there and make certain plays three games. Yeah. Right. Three games. What yeah. other receiver leading leading team uh, in, in does that? Julian yeah. Edelman. I'm not comparing myself to him. This guy got off an injury. He started the first game he came back, the right. first – the first pass, the first pass went to him. You yeah. get what I'm saying? But that's people that that's people that show respect. That okay, we respect that individual. You've earned, you know that you've earned you solidified your spot. And with mm-hmm. Tennessee, I was a reason. I was one of the reasons why when me Demarco all that class came in, we were one of the reasons why we we um, we uh, turned that whole program around. They yeah. were like two two and fourteen and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know that. So like I said again, it's the same situation that every that I've been put in. I could have stayed and bit my tongue and, and still, yes, sir. But I'm not the type of guy that if you walk past me and disrespect me, I'm going to go have breakfast with you the next morning. I don't yeah. do that. You know, <laughs> because at the end of the day, and that's what these guys do. I, you know, at the end of the day, they don't care about you. I mean, they don't care about us. You know, like, they don't care, like all this stuff, like, you know, I, and I don't want to get that deep, but like, you know, they don't care. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about, you know, what we look like. All this stuff is just for, for, for whatever, you know what I'm saying? Do what they got to do to keep us keep us controlled and, and not, you know, whatever. Because we run stuff, but until we figure that out, which is not going to be later on, then, you know, um, things will change. But other than that, so, and that's how I've always operated like that, and I've always seen that. So, mm-hmm. therefore, Matt LaFleur did that, all that stuff, and Vrabel. So, I was cool with the GM. I talked with, you know, me and Robinson, uh, John Robinson yeah. was always cool. Yeah. And he was trying to tell me, you know, is there anything we can do? Da-da-da. The phone call I had with him before I even left, and I was like, nah, man, I ain't. I'm not about to go be fake with this dude. I talk with him one on one. I don't know how many times after every game. After every game, I went to his office and talked with him. Talk right. with him, talk with him, and he's showing that he ain't gonna change it. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I have a quote here from um, John Robinson. I mean, from a quote he said. He said, "I think Rashad can help this team. 
I told him that on several occasions and he felt differently. Uh, he felt like he needed to move on. And that's what we done. Now, so that was during the time where I guess you asked for a trade. And mm-hmm. it seemed so John Robinson did uh, want you to remain a Tennessee Titan, correct? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. John's the one who brought me there. Yeah. So, and he also said that you were quote at the point of no return. So, so you, you're saying there was nothing that the organization could have done that would have changed your mind about staying with the organization at this time. No, because you know you gotta understand people don't just um, they don't just have these behaviors. There's leading events. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying behind the scenes. All the stuff that always gets reported. There's always leading events for somebody to act the way they acting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so the Andre Johnson thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rotating with Andre. That's, that's, right. a, that's another, that's, that's just a, another leading event. Um, coaches that come in there and, and think they can talk to players however they want is another mm-hmm. leading event. And I don't, I don't do that. So I, I stick up for everybody, you know, like right. that's what I do. And um, so there's leading events that took place, leading small, minor BS leading events that took place to where mm-hmm. just think that they can control you. And I show that you can't control us type right. and so when you get when you get into that position you're labeled as a, a problem you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying so right. there's leading events that did that and like i said i give people strike three you get strike three they don't care you know it is what it is you know what i'm saying and and sometimes it's a good decision or a bad decision you gotta live with it you know yeah yeah so i mean it, it you got released you asked for your release you got it and you ended up with the with the new york jets yes uh how was your time there? Um, you know, did you did you enjoy your time with the Jets? Uh, was it just a basically a means to? And then at the time, you just wanted to, you know, play ball and you know try to go to a team that you felt would give you opportunity to compete. What was going through your mind at this time with the Jets? Yeah, yeah, um, it was just more so. I was, I, you know, when I left the Titans, I was kind of done. Um, but you know, um, unfortunately, my my consciousness of the NFL has uh, has. Um, ruined a lot of fun in my mm-hmm. opinion i could have had a lot of fun and, and, and really impacted even leaving the titans um i could have made a lot more money money but i decided to leave because uh you know uh, i just i'm not gonna be controlled you know what i'm saying and yeah. so going to the jets was okay this is a two and some team but when you yeah. get there every, everybody's different man these these organizations are different behind mm-hmm. the scenes like they might think yeah. they might put out this you go to the jets and guys ain't even they don't even know how to finish after a catch and, and, and receivers, you know what I'm saying? Receivers ain't even going to walkthroughs and then they're starting and, and things like that. And again, here comes Richard being vocal. My, that's my, that's my problem. That's been my problem. I'm, I'm a very vocal person. Um, and I say what everybody feels, uh, not not necessarily what everybody says, if that makes sense. Um, so therefore I get to the Jets here comes Richard, you know, me and my wife always laugh about it now. She's always like, you can't ever keep your damn mouth set. Just keep, <laughs> she's always like, just keep your mouth set and, and get this money. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, but I mean, what do you want me to do, you know? Um, so we, I get to the Jets. Uh, I, I forgot what coach it was there. All the coaches are gone now, you know, obviously. Um, was uh, Ty Bowles there at the time? Yeah, Coach Bowles was there, yeah. which is unfortunate. But he, he, he was so, I think he was so checked out that, he already knew he was gone. I think at the end of the season, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, but they were doing things like you know, guys were guys weren't 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 doing walkthroughs and starting. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? I mean, yeah. everywhere I've been, man, when I don't play in in, in uh, the defense is asking, hey, bro, why aren't you in? You know what I'm saying? It's like then you, you, there's a reason. You know what I'm saying? But right. you know, 
people like people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know what happened with the Jets. I thought I was going to get a better opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I did get my opportunity, I, I was already sitting around for so long, and I popped my hamstring. Yeah. And then at that point, it was like, it was the Houston game, I think, uh, Christmas Eve. That mm-hmm. really had nothing to do with nothing. I just, I didn't get an opportunity while I was there. I was playing, and um, yeah. a lot of kids, the guys didn't, but all those, there's a reason. They all, they all got fired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, you know, uh, that was whack. They, they didn't have no leadership. They didn't have nothing over there. That, that was one of the worst places I've been. And I'm like, this, uh, this <laughs> is why, I'm like, this is why y'all losing, because y'all, y'all don't got no leadership. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you, you know, I'm, I'm even looking at film like, y'all don't even know how to catch the ball and finish 10 yards. You know, you don't, what are y'all doing here? You know, and uh, um, was it the worst team you ever played for? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. All right, no question. Every team I've been on, we've been pretty like we've had decent guys. I've had decent, uh, decent players and stuff like that. Right. Well, I mean, so did you get along with the players like Sam Darnold? I mean, did you get along yeah. with him? Well, I've got along with everybody. It's just it's just been me making my my own personal decisions of, um, you know, um, think you know. Just wrong decisions, but as uh, you know, as well as right decisions in my eyes at the time. And just I'm not a guy that's gonna go back and be like, "Oh, sorry, will you take me back?" I made the decision and I'm gone. You know. Right. I mean, so uh, you lead the Jets and yeah, uh, it, you it, end up yeah. <laughs> you end up uh, coming to the New Orleans Saints, man. Uh, you, you get signed by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you're going to training camp. Uh, it's uh, the first week of preseason, you're playing against the Minnesota Vikings. I think you had a catch in that game, yeah. and that was that was about it. But let's let's go back. Uh, I mean, did you enjoy your time with the New Orleans Saints and training camp? I mean, how was that experience? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing too. My you know, my wife calls me stupid for leaving, but it was just um, the same situation. You know, I a seven year vet goes there. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I put in my time with Drew in the offseason. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm learning this. I'm going to go there, you know, do what I got to do um, to, you know, solidify a spot, you know. But, again, I'm about competition. So, if I get there and I look at my competition, I'm like, okay, cool. I see, you know, I say, I see Mike. Obviously, that's – that boom. He, <laughs> that's a beast. You know what I'm saying? Mike is a beast. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, okay, I see why why he is, uh, you know, however much he got paid. I see it. Like, that dude is nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I see Traquan. All right, bet, cool. Other than that, I'm like, all right, cool. I can, I should be like a three or four other than Ted Ginn. You know, Ted Ginn, I'm like, you put him in for screens and, and deep routes. Yeah. But, you know, again, uh, I, if I would have played it out, I would have made that happen, you know. But yeah. I'm seeing guys that don't even know how to, like, they're putting, like, I forgot who the names were. And this is nothing against these players or whatever, but they're putting, like, Semi Cobb, I forgot who the names of the guys were. Semi Cobb, uh, Mario you Butler. You, you yeah, go through the list and you see, has they yeah. done anything that I've done leading up to that point? <laughs> now, it could, it could have been a point where, hey, we're going to make him earn his role. All right, cool. That's fine. But give me the opportunity. So, like I said, there's behind the scenes where coaches put players in on plays during practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they have right. to, they go through a script and they have a script. And I felt like these guys weren't putting me in to show – uh, Coach Payton and the other the other people that were well, the things that I can do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I could run all the routes. I could play slot. I could do these things that Coach Payton is walking around. You know, I, well, whatever he. You know, I, I don't want to get too deep, but he's f- trying to find guys that can do things. And I'm like, yo, I'm sitting right here, bro. Like, what's up? Like, I've been here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to. You know, I'm. You know, at that point, I'm taking a vet approach. Like, man, every but every every team I've been on, when a vet comes in, 
they see what that vet has right away. Like that, right. there's been times where the, he jumped in front of me right away, and then he gets his reps. You right. get what I'm saying? Even in preseason games. Right. So, mind you, it was nothing horrible. So we get to the preseason game, and I already know. I already know I got to go down there in special teams. I'm already, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm already set my mind up for all that stuff. Like I'm not gonna get in until probably like the third or fourth quarter. Like okay, cool. Right. Like that's what's up, you know. Like, but I should be getting in with the second group. Mm-hmm. You get me? Because yeah. after Mike, after Mike and, and Traquan them come out. I should be going in. You get what right. I'm saying? So that didn't happen. So they were putting these young youngsters in, and I'm like, I'm like, man, what's up? What are y'all doing? Like, you know, right. I get it. But then I'm doing that, and I'm paying attention. And certain things, like I said, certain things behind the scenes were happening where the receiver coach, you know, I know I've been there. Since my third year, I've been, you know, or fourth year, I've been taking my shoes off after halftime and wearing shoes the preseason game. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, you know, I know the deal. I know how it works, you know, but – like once again, this this rewind this. If you're not a superstar, they don't treat you like a superstar, and that's fine. I get that. I'm all about respect. But if I'm right. watching the game and I know I'm not getting in, and, and I know whatever, and I, I'm in, I'm over here with the receivers, and I got you snapping your fingers at me, talking about look at the iPad. Right. Yo, hey, look at the iPad. That's strike one. Who are you talking to? First off, mm-hmm. I'm not one of these youngsters that ain't never never caught a pass in the league. That's strike mm-hmm. one. Okay, if I know I'm not getting in the game, right? This right. is actual you know, events. I'm not just making anything up. If I know mm-hmm. I'm not getting in the game and I got you snapping your fingers talking about, hey, follow me right here. Get behind me right. on the sideline because that's what, you know, the receivers, whatever. But if I know I'm not getting in the game, bro, it's the first quarter, second quarter. I'm not getting in right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You still got your starters in. I get that. I understand the how the process goes. Right. That's strike two. You get what I'm saying? And and then, and, and then, uh, strike three. We won't talk about that, but you know, the strike three happened. And then I, I just, I just, I just, um, you know, I just made a decision there. I was like, man, I'm not about to, because a, if this, because this coach was already annoying me and like talking to me during practice and saying things that like, you know, was annoying me. Like, bro, that, like, that's the shit that you tell young, younger players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, are you talking about uh, wide receiver coach Curtis Johnson? Uh, I don't, I don't, there's two of them. Okay. Curtis Johnson. He's, uh, old, he's the older one, right? Yeah. He's the older guy. Then if, yeah, it'd be him. Oh, the black guy. Yeah. I I, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look, <laughs> I, think, I think the, I only remember the abbreviation. It was the AC was the other guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the older dude, Johnson. And yeah, it was him. I just yeah. didn't, I was the, but like he was cool, like you know, in the in the room and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, his vibe to me was kind of like, you know, I don't like when people tell me, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that," or "Oh, we didn't know you could do that," or yeah. that tells me that you don't, you didn't do your research. You didn't right. do your research. I don't care if you come to my team. I do my research if I'm trying to make, you know. But unfortunately, I was, you know, the Saints. They're good with or without me. You feel me? So it was mm-hmm. like they wasn't worried about. You know what I'm saying? Like they had their guys. Like and at the end of the day, that's why they had a struggle with, you know, not to say nothing, but they didn't really have nobody after Mike and Traquan that could really do something for them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, I'm right here for y'all, but you guys want to play games, and I could I could have uh, held my tongue and whatever. But I was like, I didn't know how that older guy, uh, uh, Coach uh, Johnson or yeah Johnson, right? Yeah, Curtis I didn't Johnson. Know yeah. How he was going to react the rest of the preseason? And I and me, I got I got kind of a temper problem, so I was like. I was, and then my wife was like, and my wife could tell I was very like um, upset and like, 
you know, the, even the way I would be with my kids and stuff like that. And she's like, you need to pick if you want to keep playing football or not. So I made right. a decision. And it wasn't based off of the Saints or nothing. It was just based off of, like, I was over the NFL at that time. Yeah. And I and I feel when – in all those situations, I feel that you don't owe it to nobody. I mean, people might, you know, dis, uh, disagree with this, but if I feel like we're the ones that make, make the league and stuff like that, you know, I don't owe it to nobody to go say nothing to them. Maybe the coaches that, that I really care for in that organization, I can say whatever. But right. at that time, I, I don't owe it to – even when I left the Titans, I called John and whatever. I didn't owe nobody to go – I called John because, I, you know, uh, Robinson because I, t- I was telling him because I felt, you know, he brought me in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't owe it to anybody to go say anything to them. They, they're they going to be fine. They You, you know, we get, too, we get too big of ourselves that I got to go talk to this person. Man, they don't care if you leave or stay. Mm-hmm. I saw it was in the day. I got my ticket and went home. They was good. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So what, what what am I gonna do? I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna leave you. You're just gonna say, All right, thank you, and a handshake. Yeah. What is that showing respect? What is that? I don't you know, it is what it is. I I'm not I got no problem talking to nobody. That's I'm not scared to go like I didn't face my you know, whatever. I'm not scared of none of that. Yeah. I have proven that throughout my career, but yeah. you know, it's time it's time to go home. And that was yeah. it. Yeah, I mean and, and Coach Payton um, when he was asked about it, he said, uh, quote, it's not for everybody. Uh, would there be a reason why Sean Payton would say that about you? That is not for everybody. Um, I don't think Coach Payton did. It, he cared about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Coach Payton cared that I was there or not there. You feel me? So mm-hmm. he, he, he had times where you know we could have engaged and talked and got to know each other. But you know, sometimes, like I said, and and I've been very conscious about this stuff. If you ain't scoring no touchdowns, don't nobody care about you till you score touchdowns. I've had I've had owners walk straight past me in hallways and don't say mm-hmm. nothing, and all of a sudden I go score it, and they like, and the next you know they all want to shake my hand the next the next time they see me. You get what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. so, you know, it is what it is. Coach Payton, he could, you know, it ain't for everybody. Whatever, he don't, yeah. you know, he don't care. I, you know, it is what it is. So he is yeah. who he is. He he doing his thing. He wearing J's. He 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 wearing J's <laughs> in the game, and he know what they doing. These these white folks know what they are doing to 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 be in positions to. To um, you know, what I'm saying control our mental, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, so not not every owner that you've been, uh, I guess every owner that you've uh, played for, all of them walk past you, or just one in particular was there like and a certain that's ever talked to me was Amy uh, Adams. I think that's her name, and that was the Tennessee Titans. Wow, Amy's the only one. And I don't know if it's because she was um, um. And, and her brothers and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's because she was, you know, taking over the organization, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for her dad, I think. and like, but Or if that just was her character because she was just super nice and all the time, like, saying what's up to everybody, hi, whatever. But, I mean, and I walked past all the owners, you know. And right. there's nothing against them. They they got a whole bunch of stuff going on, but they don't, man. Dude, it's a billion dollars. You know so, you mean? Feel, so you feel like the, the money that you're helping to generate their organization, they should have shown a little bit more love to you than they did. Um, I would say not just to me. This is not just directed to me. I'm mm-hmm. saying that there's not a lot that everybody ain't um, Drew Brees. Everybody ain't Mike Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. and everybody will have their own stories about this. But I, I was real big on um, knowing guys on the team's names and where they're from that mm-hmm. weren't even going to make the team. Like right. you could tell who's not going to make it. the kicker, the third, fifth string kicker on this. You know what I'm saying? Like or whatever. You know, I, I was real big into that. That showed right. true character. You get what right. I'm saying? That showed true. Um, uh, I don't know where I'm looking for, but that 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 showed realness. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, right. On locker room, so like 
throughout the years, that's what made me kind of, I guess, turn into what I turned into. Yeah. I mean, so it seemed like to me, uh, and, and we're just, uh, I, I got to talk about this and then I'll just ask you this question. But finally, man, I mean, you, you went to Instagram when it was all said and done and you announced your retirement. And I, I just want to pull up a few things that you actually mentioned, you know, in your, in your quote, there's, uh, I mean, your title no longer exists. It says, uh, beating your body up over and over for a group of people that give out a small percentage of their earnings, the brainwashing and dividing of cultures for a small piece of jewelry, being around too much ego to even understand that someone has the same skin color as you, people using me for entertainment and not understanding that I'm a black man in America, uh, being around just pure fakeness, uh, all the people that never talk to you uh, but want to hit you up for tickets. So, I mean, it seemed like to me, like, Rashad, it, it seemed like to me like you were really, excuse my friends, pissed off, you know what I'm saying, with a lot of things. It seemed like you had an well, idea ask, of what the NFL was. Uh huh. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Am I, was I, am I wrong for anything I said? Would you disagree with anything I'm saying? Well, a couple, okay, a couple of things. A couple right. things, okay. A couple things I can't relate to. I mean, you're a professional football player. I've never been inside the locker room. I will concede to you on that, you know. But I do, I, I do feel like they are culturally clueless when it comes to a lot of things. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty aware. Right? Everybody pretty much aware of that right now. Um, but you know, I, I do feel. I mean, I do think that you have a, a valid point about some of the things that you're saying, you know. But I, I do want, I do want to say this, and I think that this is time, like for you know, tell you why I put out the, the video. I felt as if like looking at, like, I didn't know you at the time. I know you now, but I felt like at the time, like just looking and, and researching the stop that you made and how things panned out. I felt like, you know, a lot of the things were kind of toxic, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, if I'm your homeboy, right. And let's just say I dated like three chicks. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't working out. This ain't working out. You know, sometimes I, I have to, you have to look at the common denominator, which is you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Maybe you have to look at yourself and say, maybe something that I am not doing that I need to fix. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I did feel, because honestly, I felt like you were going to make the team. I'm going to be honest with you. Because what I'll, you had, I, I really, like, I really felt, because all of the reports were like, Everybody was saying how good you were doing the training camp. And at the same time, I felt like you had a skill set that the Saints were missing. Uh, they didn't have since they had Willie Sneed or since they had Lance Moore. I felt like you were a move the sticks type receiver. And I felt like you by you leaving so quickly, I, yeah. I just felt like you kind of just, you know, messed your chances of making the team. Because I really felt like you were going to make the team. Yeah, like, yeah. Read all the reports. Absolutely, I was gonna make the team. I've never, I never not made a team like. But like I said, th- there's, there's behind the scenes events. So having those, you know, the the younger dudes taking all the reps and practice that that I should be have been taking led up to my decision, kind of like of, of fed upness. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm coming to this team that's a, a, a they go in the playoffs every year. Like they ain't got time for BS. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I come in there, like they trying to they trying to gel, do their thing right away. These right. kids ain't making the team at all. Like, I'm not trying to be bad, but, like, they don't even know how to run a basic route. It, it, it come downhill or during different coverage. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, they don't know how to keep a route high or flat, whatever. So I'm like, okay. And that's nothing against them. They're young. They're their first year in the league or whatever. A couple right. guys, second year or whatever. But 
I'm saying, okay, cool. So when are we going to, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all working me in there too, but you kind of just are working me in there to do like certain things. And I, I'm like, that's fine. But these guys get a lot of reps in front of me. Like, man, what the, what, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like right. you give me the reps every, 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 uh, every period. I'm getting the reps at the end, at the end, at the end, at the end of the period. You know what I'm saying? When it's only like uh, Teddy and Taysom in or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, right. there's nothing wrong with that. But what are these youngsters doing that I'm not doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got time for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? What are we trying to do here? You know? Right. And, uh, but like you said, if I, if I would have waited it you out. You would have made the team. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, I, I look, the, the skill set that you possess and the fact that the guys that I know that you were competing against in 2019, I think the only person that really just kind of stands out is Deontay Harris, you know, like, and he's like, a, you know, special terms. I mean, he's a special teams guy. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. But besides that, Emmanuel Butler is no longer with the team. Simi Cobb is no longer with the team. And like I said, the, the skill set that you possess, they've been missing it. And, and in some ways they still haven't found it yet. So I, I, I was a little bit upset. And you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I really, like I said, I didn't know you at the time. And you know what I'm saying? Like just reading and doing the research, I just felt that way, you know, but like I said, I, I think that you make some valid points back to uh, where you're talking about uh, no longer exists. Uh, let's talk about, you know, the fact that you're talking about fakeness in the National Football League. I mean, is there like a, a player or people that you just came in contact that's with that you just wasn't feeling or, you know, that, that just that's killed the, your passion, man? That's the common denominator of um, you're saying the toxicness, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's once I once I uh, identify that. Mm -hmm. I become, uh, I guess, um, I guess toxic, if you want to use toxic, because like I said, I become the problem. You get what I'm saying? Where when you go in this league, all these guys, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice to be. It's like, like I said, the only example I can give is, is the the Kaepernick situation, right? Right. Everybody started going against it, whatever. Cool. Mm -hmm. But how much are you willing to go to have somebody's back in that type of sense? Right. Mm, people point. who look like us we're not those white boys in the locker room nothing against them but if something happens they gonna all have each other's back trust me you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying but you know us there's so many of us that we're all they they, they divide us right. you get what i'm saying where uh you know and i was getting to the point in my career where i was trying to even show the youngsters like i was i had rental cars that you know, I had the point where, where dudes were telling me like it was just a whole bunch of things that were happening dudes were telling me like Man, like, I would just show up in like a regular, regular old fit, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really tripping. Like, yeah, I had a nice little comfortable chain, but I'm mm-hmm. not iced out. I'm not doing a whole bunch of things because I'm trying to show right. these youngsters that don't have money. Like, hey, don't waste your money on this. Right. So I, I almost went broke. My my sister, you know, my you know, she, luckily she got me in check, but mm-hmm. I went broke on trying to keep up with people and stuff like that. Oh, I almost went broke trying to keep up with people, you know. Right. Right. And those are things that I was doing. Like one of the guys, um, I won't say his name, but. I showed up to the to the to the uh, the plane just wearing just something regular, like from like I think I went to like TJ Maxx or something. Got mm-hmm. me something, whatever. Like, I don't care. You take you riding in the plane and you taking it off right when you get to the hotel. Right. But we get so caught up in thinking because they tell you, oh, you got to dress like class. They got you got to dress with uh you know like class. But what does that mean? You got to dress like class. I guess right. yes. What does that mean? But what does that mean when the white person is telling us we have to dress like class? You get what I'm saying? Like if you really right. want to keep into it, so. I would just wear regular, you know, stuff. Or I would have, a, you know, a rental car that, you know, uh, that was regular. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he he said, he said, "Hey, man, you you the star receiver on the team? Why are you looking like that?" Mm-hmm. You know. So it was it was little things like that. And I and I don't I don't uh, I don't want to go too deep, but I don't really 
holidays and stuff. I don't celebrate holidays. I don't like holidays. My mm-hmm. wife does, and she we do it for the kids, obviously. But I don't. I don't really believe in holidays. So right. um, that became a problem. You know, it, it was a whole bunch of stuff leading up to it, man. Like, uh, is it for religious I'm purposes? Or anything like that? Or yeah, just, what? I'm, ag- I'm agnostic. I don't believe in. I don't. I'm agnostic, and that that's another thing right. in the saints. Uh, what's his name was like a reverend or deacon too. So, anyways, there's a whole bunch of things that kind of like made it uncomfortable and just like I was just like, man, I ain't got time for this. Like, yeah. I was comfortable with the money I made. And I was like, man, I'm going home to my kids and, and raise my kids. So that was really, yeah. I mean, fi- final question for you. Uh, did hey I, told, hey, I told you it was gonna be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, look, nah, I'm hey, look. I, I just wanted to make sure that you know you get your story out there. You know, and let everybody know because. I do understand like sometimes the media can kind of, you know, put a narrative about you out there that's not accurate, you know, and, and I think it's fair that people understand, you know, your, your mind frame and your thoughts that led to this decision. And yeah. I mean, did, did the NFL like just kill your passion for football? That that would be my final question to you. Did, yeah. it, did it kill it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and I, I wouldn't say it, it killed it in, like I said, having a kid now, nobody, you know, my pops used to tell me, like, I always had a problem with authority, but my dad was, like, a, a master, you know, master sergeant in the, in the, uh, in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. uh, really strict. You had strict rules for, no, like, make your bed a certain way, do this, do that, can't go off, you know, certain things. And, like I said, if it didn't make sense to me, I'm like, you know, and, I, you know, as I got older, it's like, bro, why are you, like, you know, everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it doesn't make sense, I, I didn't have a problem voicing it. So, um, okay. Do you think, okay. Do you think the fact that your dad was so strict with you when you were young, um, did it affect you as an adult that you was like, man, bump this, you know what I'm saying? I ain't taking another 18 years of this nonsense. Well, yeah. You you think that may be something to think about? It was just more so. And I see, I saw you have a a young son right now. It's just teaching them how to, um operate so i wish i would have been taught like like i'm gonna teach my kids that hey nothing else matters go get your money have fun and get out because you can't play forever right so sometimes when you get in there and you think oh man this that and the third like no i'm 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 doing what's right when you think you're doing something that's right it's really wrong in 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 a in a in a closed quarters you get what i'm saying so um you might think you're saying the right thing or speaking out on the right thing but when people got a whole billion dollar business to uphold and, and other cats got other stuff on the line, you think, man, yeah, he feels the same way as me. Yeah. He, like I said, he might feel the same way as me, but the only thing is I'm speaking the feelings and you keeping the feelings to yourself. You get me? And yeah. that's what, uh, so the NFL kind of showed me that and, and kind of killed my passion for football, but as mm-hmm. well as uh, I, I killed my passion for football uh, um, also. So it was kind of, it was kind of about probably 70, 25. You know, mm-hmm. but like I said, you know, uh, I wish somebody would have taught me along the way that the ropes of it, because it, it's 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 a lot of uh, fugazi stuff that goes on behind in between game days and and all mm-hmm. this stuff and all those people, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Any regrets? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. The regrets leaving the Saints because I would have stayed and hopefully, you know, maybe been, you know, whatever. Who knows? You know, uh, who knows what I would have with Drew, man? I mean. I've always wanted a guy that can give me the ball like that, but I, you know, who knows? But, uh, and then Tennessee, I would have made a lot more money. Um, cause I missed out on millions, you know, leaving there. Uh, but I regret it. But if, if, if I, you know, I wouldn't say I was, 
I don't know if I would have changed my mind, you know, yeah. if I would go back and do it differently. I don't know at this point because I feel like I did. I, I felt like there's really no winner or loser, but at the same time, I wasn't about to let these people walk all over me and, and, yeah. and act, act, act however they wanted towards me, you know, treat me like they wouldn't treat their own kid. You know what I'm saying? I treat people yeah. like I would treat my own kid and family. You know what I'm saying? And if I feel like you wouldn't even act like that to your own, then you ain't gonna act like that to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and that's yeah. the problem, you know. Yeah. That's what that's where I got in trouble. So, <laughs> yeah. so have you found happiness? Uh, you know, outside yeah. of football? Yeah, man. Of course. I mean, football is one one portion of life, man. I mean, you, you you. That's why I'm saying, you know, I wasn't taught how to take advantage of that portion. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes kids, uh, guys, get in football and they think it's forever. For they think it's. I got 10 years, man. I feel good. I got 10 years. Nah, man, you better just have fun. Appreciate the time that you're in there right now. Yeah. Uh, the friendships, all that stuff, all the good stuff that comes with it. Take advantage of the sources that they have. They have so many sources that you can reach out to and, and take advantage of, take advantage of all that stuff, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, that, that was my life. That was a long time ago. So, uh, that was yeah. two years ago, but I mean, I got kids now, man. I got, you know, I got a future. I got to, you know, take care of and stuff like that. Football is what it is. That was just a portion, you know, of my life. Yeah. Well, man, I'm glad that you found happiness, man. And uh, I thank you so much for telling your story on the State of the Saints podcast. And, you know, hopefully, man, people will get some clarity and understanding about, you know, how you felt. And I, I can I get it, man. You know, when you're, when you're passionate about something, you have love for something, and it seems like you have those outside forces that are prohibiting you from reaching that full potential, man. It, it can become discouraging. You know, but I'm glad that you found, uh, you know, passion, you know, outside ventures, your children. And I definitely can uh, relate to that, man. You know, I have a one year old son, like you said, uh, you know, and and I have a wife. And, you know, those are the things that, that drive me. And I'm, I'm glad that you found something outside of football to drive you, man. Rashad, yeah, thank you so much, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the biggest thing to come out of this, man, is that people, you know, they're probably going to be like, well, you know, the NFL, you know, yeah, I'm making you making millions, da, 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 but that's the difference. I was able to make those decisions. Yeah, if I'm in the outside world where I have a job that's just my the only thing providing, mm-hmm. all right, then that's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we have so much power in the NFL that we don't even understand that we have there, you know, because they're they're keeping us blinded of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to act on what I wanted to act on and do it how whatever. Right, wrong, or indifferent, but you gotta, you know, you uh, you make way with your your choices and you move forward, man. But I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the video was interesting, man. I usually don't even reach out to people <laughs> that, that even say anything. But I was, I was mad, man. I'm sorry, I was mad because I, I just yeah. didn't understand it. Like I, every report, Richard had had you making this team. Like you, you were the standout. Like if, like I'm I'm listening to. Local radio, WWL down in New Orleans, they're talking about you. NOLA.com, they're talking about who, who stood out in training camp. Like, your name was coming up uh, quite often. And I was like, this is what we need. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I'll go back and I was, you know, looking at some of the things that you do. You know, I'm like, man, we we haven't had a, a, a guy that can move the sticks like this. And, you know what I'm saying, you talk about your blocking ability. We haven't had that since Willis Need, Lance yeah. Moore, man, like a guy that can just move the sticks like this. So your skill set was like perfect. So oh. when I when I put it on wax, I was upset, man. But you know what I'm saying? And I, I like I said, I will concede I did not know you at the time, but I mean I, I 
sitting here, you know, listening to you speak and, and, and seeing your journey, I, I mean, I, I understand you a lot better. And I think a lot of people do too. You know, I mean, I, I feel like there's some things that, you know, honestly, they could have, you know, could have changed in my opinion, you know, saying yeah. some things possibly could have done, you know, and also with the organizations too. But yeah. nevertheless, man, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you found happened. All that is, if I would have kept my mouth shut, then I would have been fine. You know, that's yeah. what everybody does. They, they keep their mouth shut and they're good. Everybody has a story, man. Everybody yeah. that has, a, you know, they keep their mouth shut and they're fine. Same thing yeah. like Tom Brady and, and what's it called? If he if he would have had a problem with not playing or whatever the case may be, he was a seventh rounder too. But he kept mm-hmm. his mouth shut and he was fine. You know what I'm saying? Along mm-hmm. the whole way, he kept his mouth shut, and mm-hmm. then he waited 20 years down the road to actually open up his mouth. You get what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if I would have did that, then yes. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I I, I think you know, especially in the the run game. You know, I block mm-hmm. well and, and things yeah. like that. They're missing a receiver that can go down there and actually get after. That's why they had to use Taysom so much. Yeah. Um, when they didn't have to use him to block, and I feel like I would have had like that type of role, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, I mean, I just felt maybe they didn't know what those other young guys had, and maybe they knew what they had in you. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to could could have been. Have you seen situation? I hate, I hate for us to just keep going on. I'm not trying yeah. to wrap it up, but yeah. like, have you seen situations like that where teams like, man, let me see this little, let me see this young cat. Uh, uh, you know, a few more times because they probably already know what you got. They, pro- I mean, they, they seen the tape, they seen the that's film. My, you know? That was my thing. I never saw that. Every time yeah. a guy comes in there, they play right away because they got to get the gel. So yeah. I, that's why that's what made me so even more like man. And then that was my last like kind of like man. I was already on the edge of not wanting to play in the league anymore. And yeah. I'm like man, okay, I'm going to Saints. They ain't about to play no games. Boom, yeah. let's get it. Boom, we here. Like whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. But then it started happening like that. And I'm like. Hell, heck no, like what are y'all? <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying. I've never every time a, a guy came in there, mm-hmm. it, uh, he's played right away. Boom, mm-hmm. like they put him in and 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 at least to see what he has, so they don't yeah. waste it. So they don't waste the young guys, you know. They yeah. see what he has, and then they go, All right, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, at least we still got these young guys, you know. Yeah. But it is yeah. what it is, man. But I appreciate you though, yeah, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for being a part of the State of Saints podcast and uh. Man, feel free to uh, come back anytime, man. I really enjoyed you. And I know a lot of members of the Who That Nation are going to enjoy your interview and, and enjoy your story, man. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, man. No problem. Thank, appreciate you having me. Nothing but love. Uh, man, keep being an amazing father, man. And, and, and take care. All right. You too, man. Take care. All right. Peace. Yeah.